used to want it and get these with my dad. They don't want to get a nasty tweet from Donald Trump. I wish he'd stay off Twitter. I don't care. I don't care anymore. Either way. Why are you here? You're supposed to be asleep. I am here determined to stop this future atrocity. It's just not a natural thing we would do in our society. You don't see that. Yes. Two things that have only never let me down in this entire country's history. The First Amendment and Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty. Let me tell you, the one that matters is me. Well, uh, Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty, who host the popular uh, radio talk show, ask the same question of their listeners, and here's their response. We're losing the thread of the concepts that are important to this country. This is Ed McMahon, and now, here's Armstrong and Getty. said he was running just a tad late, but it wasn't clear to me whether he'd make the opening of the show. I'm right. Guessing the answer is no at this point. Live from Studio C, Senor. Deep within the dirty, stinking bowels of the Armstrong and Getty information complex, this is the Armstrong and Getty Show for this 22nd of August, the year of our Lord, 2018. This morning, under the tutelage of General Manager, all the President's men. Ah, uh, yes. I, I meant to have you get the dramatic uh, sounder ready, Michael. Brom, brom, you know, the surprise witness, you know, court show sound. My mistake. Zitta, zitta, da, 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 da. One of the biggest Trump-obsessed news days since Trump trumpety trumped, since he came down the escalator. Insanity. And I will blow up. Much of the mainstream media coverage of it. Yeah, let's see. If only, you know, if only I was competent enough to ask for that. Well, in keeping with our motto, does Jack still say the motto? Uh, no, let's, uh, we're keeping you great or setting you straight in 21. Let's introduce everyone on the squad. Let's begin with our <laughs> board operator. He makes the trains run on time. It's Michelangelo. Hey, Michael. Hey, how are you? I was really hoping Jack was going to run right through. I had something all set, but... Anyway, oh. he hasn't shown up yet. That's okay. Um, Keep and, it around. It'll still be hilarious. Yeah, no, I, I guess so. But uh, Right. When do you get a chance there? You know, I was watching a little right. Donald Trump yesterday. Uh, hey, oh, the West Virginia the West the Virginia rally thing. Deal? And I yeah. realize, I forget about him, is whether you like him or not, he's entertaining, and you find yourself not being able to turn off the channel. Oh, yeah. You just find yourself hooked into it, you know? Uh, yeah, yeah. Well, it's, it's like watching a, a drunk guy looking at his cell phone stumbling down the street. You know something nutty's about to happen. That's right. You're not sure when or what the nature of it'll be, but yeah, yeah, something will happen would make it worth watching. Positive Sean, his uh, smile lights up the room. Hey, Sean, what's up? Uh, not much. Now, I I have not watched uh, football regularly for, for many seasons now. Interesting. But I still watch Hard Knocks, the, the kind of preseason documentary thing that HBO puts on every year. And uh, I would like to cede the rest of my opening statement time to the offensive line coach of the Cleveland Browns, uh, Bob Wiley, discussing the modern trends of stretching. Stretch is way overrated. Did you know World War One, World War Two, all those guys that fought in that war, right? They did push-ups, 
jumping jacks, sit up, climb the rope, and ran. But none of this fancy shit. Okay? Right? And they won two world wars. Two world wars by doing jumping jacks, push-ups, and sit-ups. Two world wars. You think they were worried when they're running across Normandy about f***ing stretching? Are you kidding me? That's funny. It doesn't sound at all like an NFL line coach from Cleveland. And he looks exactly like a man who would be anti-stretching as well. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wow, man, does he sound like guys I grew up uh, listening to in the Midwest. Unbelievable. That's hilarious. We need to play that later for all the fitness enthusiasts. Marshall right. Phillips, our esteemed newsman. Good morning, Marshall. Good morning. Hey, listen, I got a tip for you. Watch what you wear when you go to Trader Joe's. I wore a very lavishly, tropically uh, patterned <laughs> Hawaiian shirt the other day. Ah, I remember that shirt. Yeah, well, I went there, went shopping, and people thought I was actually an employee, and they kept asking me questions. Yeah. So I went for it. Yes. You know, guava, yeah, right over there. Almond milk, hey, check out the dairy area. Oh, Chardonnay, I would like to recommend this one with the twist top. <laughs> yes. Saves so critical good. time. I got to tell you, I had big fun for a few minutes. Then I started getting nervous, so I ducked out. But Beautiful. You wear a, 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 a tropically patterned shirt, and uh, people will like, take you for an employee. Fun's all around you, Marshall. You just got to know where to look. Yeah, That's right. Good points, like Marshall or Michael watching Trump. I have a uh, close relative and or friend or a relative who now works for Trader Joseph's. So I'll be, uh, you know, getting the inside scoop Very on how good. That, oh, that place works. I like Trader Joe's. Yeah, me too. But, oh my God, don't go hungry. Ah! <laughs> <It> was, uh, <laughs> See, if we had the Tonight Show theme going at the very end, it would have been great. Right. He had the Jack screen, scream with followed the by open. the door opening. So I'm driving to work, and uh, my wife calls and says, you need to come home right now, and they're screaming and crashing. Oh, boy. And, oh, uh, boy. I said, but I can't. You need to be here right now, screaming and crashing. Hangs up. So I turn around and head home. Before I get home, she says, I think I have it under control now. I said, okay. I'll turn around and go back to work. Wow. So that's that's my deal. Good morning. Yeah, no need for exactly coffee. what's going on. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. So on, uh, on, on Trump days that we've showed up to work, since, as you said, he came down the elevator June mm-hmm. 2015? 16. Um, where does this rank today? This would be up toward the top. It's in your top tier. It'd be in the top single digits, wouldn't yeah. it? Yeah. I'm not going to rush to declare it the GOAT or anything, the greatest of all time. What do you think, Sean? I'm, I I have my popcorn ready for this entire day to play out. I'm, I'm fascinated by these dominoes this is, falling. This is toward the top, definitely. But are they dominoes that go all the way to the top of the domino pile? Are they dominoes that were hastily set up and have large gaps? And will disappoint those who are crying out for the fall of the president. Stay with us. Go to break. So, no, we're not ready to go. Right? Don't go to, don't go to so, break. So, as always, and this is what we'll get into later, yeah. you got you got, you got different crowds out there, right? you got the sure. chunk of America, whatever percentage that is, that, that hated Trump before yesterday, hated Trump yesterday, will hate Trump tomorrow. Right. Nothing's really going to change. Right. You got the the crowd that I don't think you, anything would change no matter what. Mm-hmm. Um, I think there's at least four crowds. You got the crowd like me that, you know, there are limits that I've got. But on this particular story, I never have from the beginning had the slightest doubt that he was banging these whores and lying about it and paid them off. Oh, that's some <laughs> frank talk. <laughs> oh, I mean, it's all nice. So oh, sorry, folks. Oh, and I think that chunk of America is at least double digits of some sort. 
right. of America. Like, of course he had an affair with these women, and of course he paid them off. They don't have much of a voice in America's media. <laughs> no. Except no. through us, honestly. And then there is a percentage, and this is what we've uh, discussed before. Sean thinks it's larger. I think it's smaller uh, that uh, of people that, oh, my God, I think he actually cheated on his wife and paid these women off. I don't know what percentage of people that is. I would like to spend a day in your world because it would be a beautiful vacation. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I would have no cares. <laughs> so, listen, uh, we will, uh, we having long been agnostic on the question of Donald J. Trump. Plenty of good, plenty of bad, plenty of wacky. I would not be we'll surprised. We'll break it down for you in a way that is not feveredly partisan like all the cable news is right now. I would not be surprised with anything that came out of the Mueller investigation. No, me I don't either. think so. No. If he turned out to be a robot and not a human being, that'd be pretty shocking. That would be, that's unanticipated, certainly. <laughs> Few call this one, Jim. Anyway. Turns out he's an android. <laughs> I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty on this Wednesday, August 22nd, the year 2018, setting you straight in 21-8. We're Armstrong and Getty, and we approve of this program. All right, let's begin negotiating a plea bargain with the truth. Precisely according to FCC rules and regs, here we go at Mark. Mr. Cohen has knowledge on certain subjects that should be of interest more than happy to tell the special counsel all that he knows mr manafort is disappointed of not getting acquittals all the way through manafort i'll tell you this marcia you want to open up some space on your newscast leave out all the manafort stuff who gives a crap all right that is not even a, that's not even a story cohen's not wearing who ostrich cares? jackets though <laughs> that's true it's a good looking coat all the news is in the Cohen story. Yeah. That's well, the excitement. Yeah. Uh, we ought to talk about why we shouldn't talk about the Manafort story. Probably. At length. <laughs> what are other headlines, Marshall? Well, President Trump implicated by his former attorney. We've got an illegal being held in the college student's death. And it turns out Aretha left no will. So what's next with that? Stories coming up minutes from now. Armstrong and she has no R-E-S-P-I-C-T for the judicial process or for her estate, apparently. Oh, yeah, man. I heard some crazy stuff said on all sides on the cable news channels yesterday. It was quite a day to watch the cable news. Oh, my gosh. How does mailbag look? Oh, it's very good. Very good. Insight, knowledge, expertise being shared. Folks who know what they're talking about. Awesome. Or claim to until they're contradicted by the next person. On, to which, write in. on which topic? Uh, the, the security clearances, among other things. A fond memory of many years ago on the Armstrong and Getty show. Fantastic. All sorts of stuff. Fantastic. Yeah, we're going to get into all of it with experts and whatnot. Coming up on the Armstrong and Getty show. Armstrong and Getty. The conscience of the nation. Just a The Armstrong and Getty Show. We're going to get into all this coming up, but uh, like one thing that I was hungering for on the cable news and nobody got into it. I don't, I don't know how you as a journalist do not. That's not the first place you go. Okay, so what's the penalty for violating campaign finance laws? What do people usually get fined or charged with or go to jail or whatever? Quit going on and on about violating this law without telling me what the penalty is. What is it a big deal or not? Well, they're not journalists. They're journotainers. 
I think we need a new word. I was listening to CNN this morning, and it was it was the farthest thing from serious journalism. It was merely partisan entertainment. And I saw Cohen's lawyer last night, uh, Lanny Davis, who's oh, a, who a Clinton uh, supporter. So it's interesting how he ended up the lawyer. But anyway, he said... Cohen is an honorable man who only wants the truth to come out. <laughs> right. You mean honorable other than the $20 million of tax fraud? <laughs> and like so many of these people always, the reason he's coming on us now is to stay out of freaking prison. Oh, no, no, no. <laughs> this is the new chapter of his life. That's just I hilarious. I heard Randy Davis this morning. He has embraced truth-telling, and this is the new chapter of his life. Whether it's baseball players or bankers or whatever, I love that they're all of a sudden decent, honorable people when they're going to go to jail. Right. Whatever. Mailbag. Here's our freedom, love, and quote of the day. None other than uh, none other than George Orwell, sent along by Ben the Libertarian. Quote: Every generation imagines itself to be more intelligent than the one that went before it, yep. and wiser than the one that comes after it. Every generation. Yeah, it's it's a weird thing we do. Yeah. And you read some of the really old writings, definitely it's Greeks, Romans, whatever, and they're every bit as smart. Here's a nice note from Michael. They didn't know how to run an iPhone. True enough. They just stare at it like <laughs> idiots. Advantage us. You could hand an iPhone to Plato, he'd just stare at it with his mouth open, idiot. Right, drooling like a moron. <laughs> nice note from Michael here. In October of 1998, I was asked to appear on your show. I went to the studios, he describes them, etc., etc. I sat down with you two. I was a detective with the Sacramento Valley High Tech Crime Task Force, and we had just started the task force two years earlier. We spoke about hacking and other crimes for about 45 minutes. I remember walking out to my car thinking, you can't fix stupid. I was wrong. <laughs> Talking but, about us? Uh, yeah, I think it's just Josh and us. You know coppers oh, and their humor. Uh, but seriously, you've turned your show into the standard for informative and educational entertainment. Good job, guys. Thanks for the comedy and life. You know what? I actually remember that vaguely. I mean, that was 1998 talking about hacking. That's back high tech crimes. That's back when I did website of the week. I was uh, not just for computer geeks. A junior in high school. There you go. Hmm? Is that supposed that to help is. us feel better or what? No, no, no. It was supposed to make you kind of feel bad. And maybe have the audience enjoying the fact that you guys realizing, wow, it's been a long time. Well, in that spirit, maybe you should have studied harder back then, Sean. <laughs> Let's see. Moving along yeah, from the, the show meanness. had been on the air for about 30 days. Yeah. Oh, yeah, really? that's right. We're yeah. our, our 20th anniversary as a talk radio show is coming up uh, end of next week, right? Yeah. Wow. And we have a lavish celebration planned. <laughs> We're not showing up for work. <laughs> and more on that later. Yeah. Anyway, long form podcast uh, name suggestion from Sue and Marin, A and G XL, Armstrong and Giddy Extra Large. Hmm. I like it. It's subtle. I was going to go with Kentucky Fried Chicken <laughs> for the name. Great. Seems like a good name. That's sad. Please. I so, still think After Hours is the clubhouse leader, at least on my hmm. on my big board. Yeah, it's good. It's strong. Uh, let's see. BF and OSJ. Uh, the question of filtering the internet. You wondered whether, you know, it could be like stopped at a national border. Yeah. 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 Uh, keep all the foreigners out. Right. I'm an electronics technician, and I can tell you that, yes, you can indeed filter the Internet tubes. The problem is if you do it once every other week, depending on use, you'll have to rinse them out and let the filters air dry. That, of course, would leave you exposed unless you shut off the Internet tubes while the filters are drying. KSPOIH keeps standing physics on its head. Robert from San Diego. I understand when I'm being mocked most of the time. Um, China. Oh, speaking of Sunday, San Diego, I'm sorry. Please, uh, Duncan Hunter, the esteemed conservative congressman from San Diego, 
With the greatest timing of, in the history of the world. Yeah. Uh, accused of uh, serious and widespread and wacky and pathetic campaign violations. Yeah, but the the news breaks on the day Lincoln's shot. I mean, well, nobody's going to notice. Yeah, I don't know. His opponent will certainly make a, a big deal of Back it. Back on the internet, like China controls a lot of what goes in and out on their internets or what people have access to. Yeah. China! They have filters that they insist on. Uh, the hardware makers install for one thing. Firewalls is the the technical term they use to block a lot of foreign stuff. Yeah, the, you know, someday, man, we could have a panel discussion on the compromises the big tech companies make in getting in bed with that giant oppressive communist government that's running giant concentration camps right now, re-education uh, camps where people are tortured and beaten and starved and the rest of it. The same companies that have. 50 different genders so they don't offend, you know, one of the 50 slices of are you a man, woman, or something else, are willing to make money off of a countries where they, you know, do all kinds of awful things. Sure. Yep. Not microaggressions, macroaggressions. Actual aggressions. Uh, Speaking of actual aggressions, the reality of sword fights. I said, has there ever been a movie that portrays sword fights accurately? Because it's usually just a couple of nimble Broadway guys leaping about and clanking their swords back and forth and making wisecracks at each other, as opposed to slashing and stabbing each other with essentially extra-large machetes, which is what a sword fight is. And uh, Lothar writes, have you not watched Game of Thrones yet? I haven't. So, P.S., do they have realistic sword fighting there where a guy gets cut on the arm and it bleeds a lot and he has to run away? There's not a lot of running away. Usually <laughs> they finish the job. Yeah, I don't know. Um, but, uh, but yeah, it is, it is very much takes into account the, the weight of fighting with armor and the longer fights, guys get fatigued and the strategies okay. change. Wow, and, okay. interesting. Yeah. That is more realistic. Uh, let's see. Uh, to I'd like to see that. Jack's charming, charming tale about... An unexpected overnight guest having contact lenses in a cup of water. <laughs> right. That I believe your roommate? Either I did or my roommate did. Well, Bob from Eagle, Colorado. Drank drank the uh, contact lens. Drank the contact lens, you say? Yeah. Drank it down. Bob from Eagle, Colorado wants to ask, <clears throat> after you drank the contact lenses, did you have twenty twenty hindsight? <laughs> that's pretty good. You know, Bob, that's, 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 that's like Bob Hope era humor, but it's very well crafted. Unexpected the guest had to feel her way home. <laughs> that's, that's terrible. Young lady, huh? Let's see. Here's a nice note from uh, let's Slept see. Slept on the couch. Was fatigued Robbie. after a long night. Sure, sure. Best to uh, stay there and not drive fatigued. Thought it was too late to travel. Exactly. Highway men about. Sandra. <laughs> exactly. Robbie writes on the topic of O.J. Simpson whether he had the CTE he said, it's pretty common knowledge O.J. Simpson's head was too big for his helmet. That's part of the lore, and he removed several pads from inside the helmet before practicing games, which I can only imagine compounded the CTE didn't, effect. Didn't help. Anyway, Owen Juice. <laughs> juice! Oh, um, juice. Wow. It's explosions of anger, impulse control, etc. Yeah, it fits. You know, we didn't get to the stuff on uh, security clearances, which is pretty interesting. We'll try to squeeze that in for you. It was fun watching MSNBC yesterday, man. They were so excited and so happy. (laughs) So we'll get to the news coming up, what's going on, try to analyze it on the Armstrong and Getty Show. got 
so much to say. Um, it's either Hannity or Ingram. It might be Laura. So I'm looking at the cover of all the newspapers. The cover of the New York Post is pretty good. Don's cons, which is pretty good. Oh, wow. You got yeah. one con yep. on the left, one con on the right. You got a picture of Manafort walking out of the courthouse. You got a picture of Cohen walking out of the courthouse. Paul Manafort, guilty, eight counts fraud. Michael Cohen, guilty, paying off porn star. Of course, the eight counts fraud have nothing to do with Trump, and the paying off the porn star might not be a problem at all for Trump. Well, yeah. Yeah. So that's that's where it's interesting. Well, um, uh, yeah, the, the Cohen deal is especially complicated and weird. And, and I get well, yeah, and, and I, I don't want to give half of my thing because I don't want to come off as some sort of Trump honk here. But I think the Cohen thing has been wildly overblown. Well, there's certainly a couple of pieces of information that are being left out. Yeah. Um, we want I want, want to do this. Do you have Trump's latest tweet? Because this is awesome. Oh my God! Yeah. The latest tweet from Donald Trump. Let's get the news with Marshall Phillips. All right, we've got that. President Trump taking an early morning shot at his former attorney with a quick tweet. If anyone is looking for a good lawyer, I'd strongly suggest that you don't retain the services of Michael Cohen. (laughs) Exclamation point. Oh, my God. That is the most dryly hilarious day after scandal tweet in the history of presidential tweeting. (laughs) That's like... Standing outside your house, burnt to the ground, black eye. Well, I wouldn't date her if I were you. I mean, (laughs) right, exactly. Point at that that little security alarm sign in your yard. Say, tell you what, if you need a security system, I wouldn't go with that one. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. If you're looking for a lawyer, I wouldn't hire Michael Cohen. Wow. Oh, my God. What is that? Oh, oh there's that is hilarious. so much to get into. This after Cohen appeared in federal court in New York and pled guilty to eight counts and said in open court he made illegal campaign contributions in coordination and at the direction of a candidate for federal office. Court documents making it clear the candidate was Donald Trump. The descriptions of the payments seem to be those made to porn star Stormy Daniels. Says who? And Playboy <laughs> Yes, there's Cohen there. Said you in court. God, we didn't know. Okay. When he- when that hilarious thing happened, we didn't know Michael Cohen would be a, a household name. Right, he was just a wacky cable news guest. Says, right? who? Says who? The polls. Right. The All the polls. Which polls? Some, some the of judge. them. All of them. What judge? Okay. All of them. They're <laughs> <And> guilty. <laughs> and now Cohen's attorney, Lanny Davis, says his client is more than willing to speak with special counsel Robert Mueller about what he called a conspiracy to collude during the 2016 campaign. Davis telling MSNBC, Mr. Cohen has knowledge on certain subjects that should be of interest to the special counsel and is more than happy to tell the special counsel all that he knows. When knowledge about the computer crime of hacking and whether or not uh, Mr. Trump knew ahead of time about that crime and even cheered it on. And we know he publicly cheered it on, but did he also have private information? I have no knowledge of that, and I wonder if somebody at WikiLeaks might have picked, uh, tipped off Team yeah. Trump. Or, yeah, I'll have to see the report come out, because I, I have no feelings one way or another on that. But when Cohen hired Lanny Davis, I thought, wow, it's interesting. Old Lanny crossing the aisle. He's right. a high-profile lawyer. I guess he'll work for anyone. But no, it's completely wrong. Cohen has gone with hauling himself up on the anti-Trump cross with Lanny Davis as his wildly outlandish Trump is is a fiend spokes guy for for hope of be of getting mercy and getting folks on his side. 
in the way that, you know, Comey went from persona non grata hated on the left right. to a hero when he began criticizing Trump. And so, obviously, that's Cohen's strategy. Plus, and listen, I don't mean to get to this prematurely, but I just got to. CNN, MSNBC making a huge deal about the fact that Cohen signed a statement as part of a plea deal saying that he, in what was the specific wording, he worked, quote, in coordination with Trump to influence the 2016 election. At the direction of Trump is the phrasing I kept hearing. Exactly. uh, In paying off the skanks. Um, That is not a crime. Paying off the skanks. That's a that's not a paying term. off skanks with your own money is not a crime. Not even in the context of an election. If you get the paperwork wrong, it can be a violation of campaign finance laws, and there are usually some fairly small fines right. involved. But my belief is this, and and listen, I'm not a the swamp strikes back uh, maniac. But Cohen's guilty of 36 different things. The guy is as crooked as a corkscrew. He's a lifelong criminal. Him and Manafort are both lifelong criminals. Absolutely. What color criminals? You certainly got to wonder about a president (laughs) whose campaign manager and personal lawyer are lifelong criminals. Right. Well, yeah, and lifelong white-collar criminals. And in Cohen's case, he and his his goons dabbled in a little blue-collar criminality as well. But um, So the, the prosecutors... And uh, and I think is it the same district of Manhattan of the uh, well it doesn't matter so the prosecutors have all this stuff against yeah. Cohen and the big statement is uh, yeah at the direction of uh, the candidate I uh, paid off a couple of skanks that's interesting that that's the big deal in his statement since it's a really minor campaign finance violation so who took all the leverage they have against the career criminal Cohen. And, and wanted that to be what he said. That was the fruit. It's, it seems very political to me. More on that coming up. More on all of this coming up. Meanwhile, after all that, President Trump said to Cohen and Manafort as he arrived in West Virginia, I feel badly for both. I got to tell you that Paul Manafort's a good man. Later during a rally in Charleston, the president made no direct reference to the day's court action. But he did tell the crowd. Fake news and the Russian witch hunt. We got a whole big combination. Where is the collusion? You know, they're still looking for collusion. Where is the collusion? Find some collusion. For the people who love or hate Trump, right. the, the, his, his ability to stand up in front of that crowd on the, day, the way the media was treating the day yesterday right. and do his normal thing with the same swagger and cockiness that he ever has, mm-hmm. he's a certain sort of brain, man. I, you know, for, again, for better or worse, he just he can compartmentalize like, well, like all presidents mm-hmm. seem to be able to do. I have a lot to say on the Manafort case as well, but uh, it will not be uh, joining the president in his description of Paul Manafort as a quote-unquote good man. Or not l- going there. Or Lanny Davis saying, Cohen's just an honorable man who wants yeah. the truth out. You're hilarious. He's a lifelong criminal. <laughs> Come on. There you go. That's a wrap. That's your news. I'm Marshall Phillips. The Armstrong and Getty Show, the conscience of the nation. <laughs> you don't know about the man's childhood. How dare you impugn his childhood? I'd be I'd be pretty surprised if it, if if he didn't have a criminal type childhood. <laughs> he has a certain moral flexibility, which is useful in these turbulent times. A couple of uh, interesting things that got obscured all day long yesterday, which you know, where they lead you on this story, I don't know. God, watching Trump up in front of that crowd, having him chant various things yeah. as if nothing was going on, it's just he's a certain kind of beast. 
Yeah. In other news, the first two congressmen to support Trump are both indicted. <laughs> Along with his yeah. campaign manager and personal lawyer. Yes. According to some. Found guilty yesterday. Yeah. Yeah. So we get. <laughs> That's only three people. Well, it's four. <laughs> Five. But I've never had. Is a, it the swamp striking back? I've never had a close friend or acquaintance that turned out to be a crook, but I guess you get higher up in the world. Uh, you know, you, you hang around those people. I guess I don't know. I have. Uh, stay the tuned bo- to the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. The conscience of the nation. The Armstrong and Getty Show. So I'm, I'm watching, I'm taking in the news, and I enjoy the Trump hating news more than the Trump loving news when stuff like this is going on. I just find it so entertaining. Because <laughs> they uh, go wild. And, uh, oh yeah, and, and, and Rachel Maddow, who always uses her, um, we're on the brink of uh, dissolution as a nation voice right. every day was yes. a, was especially excited about this. What was she have been like in 1863? <laughs> <laughs> but but anyway, you. I saw I saw I saw and heard so many references to Nixon yesterday. And she had a front page of a uh, Mojo Nixon or Richard <laughs> Norm Nixon. <laughs> wow. Wow, Former you basketball star. You um, in the battle of the Nixons. So uh so she had a newspaper headline up there from Washington Post back in, I'm guessing it's 74 sometime, when a whole bunch of Nixon people had just been found guilty and were walking and everything. And this is like that day and going through blah, 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 blah. Okay, well, those people had broken into the Democratic National. They had actually broken in as criminals, committed a regular old crime. Mm-hmm. You know, the, the president had ordered people to break in. I mean, just full-on crime crimes. Tapping people's phones, all this different sort of stuff. Our crime yesterday was lying about paying off a porn star and whether or not it's a campaign campaign finance violation. They're really not in the same arena. No. Um, they're really not even close to in the same arena. But and this got left out all day long, and I kept waiting for, okay... Trump hating media, Fox, anybody, somebody tell me, what's the penalty for breaking the campaign finance rules? Is that a big deal or not a big deal? I did a little bit of research. Barack Obama's campaign got fined $375,000 in 2013 for not reporting various uh, campaign donations. They didn't. This happens apparently all the time. Every campaign runs afoul of the FEC. Wow. Either... For malicious reasons, you're trying to hide it, or just paperwork because there's money coming in from everywhere. And, and I've heard the rules are so arcane, nobody fully understands them. And but. the fines aren't that big, so nobody gets bogged down in it. Right. They, they just do what they're going to do. Right. Uh, I heard one person refer to it as the political traffic fines. I mean, it's just it's just part of the deal. So Obama got fined $375,000 by the FEC for violating federal disclosure laws. They didn't declare all the money that came in and they got they used in various wow. ways for the campaign. 375, that's big. That's a big chunk of money, although if you're spending half a billion dollars to get elected in various ways, it's not yeah. that much. Yeah. Um, it's, it's, up. it's all right. Well, he's complete. It's significantly larger than the payoff to the aforementioned skanks. Though. And then former FEC chairman, this is somebody who ran the Federal Election <laughs> uh, Commission. Um, who was on a show yesterday is actually on with Mark Levin. When the FEC wrote the regulation that says what constitutes campaign expenditures and what constitutes personal use, 
It rejected specifically the idea that a campaign expenditure is anything related to a campaign. Instead, it says it has to be something that exists only because of the campaign and solely for that reason. Well, that's a pretty handy little quote to hear from wow. a former FEC chairman with wow. all this noise going on of whether or not this is a violation. That's a pretty handy thing. That doesn't mean that's still the case or it would get interpreted by a judge that way. But that's a pretty interesting piece of information to have. I would say it is. Because it says it has to be something that was used only for the campaign. Well, you can easily make the argument that, yeah, I gave him that money because my wife found out she was going to kill me. Well, you combine that with the fact that you can donate unlimited amounts to your own campaign. So Trump could pay off every woman in the Western world to the tune of $2.8 billion. Which he might need to. But he would have to if it was exclusively because of campaign reasons, as the FEC chairman put it. He'd have to do the paperwork and say, here's what I spent and this is why he did it. This is why I did it. As opposed to, my wife's going to kill me. So I had my crooked lawyer pay off the skanks, and I made it look like something else. Well, my ultimate point would be, even if this is illegal, and according to that statement from a former FEC chair, it's not. But even if it is, okay, so you pay the fine Obama's campaign paid, and you go on with your life. I'm I'm not exactly sure what, you know. I don't recall even hearing that Obama campaign. That's a big fine. and I I may have heard the story, but I, I didn't think enough of it to remember it. Right. So, yeah, but the, the, the partisan fever running through the media is just crazy. Now, the political part of it that we've talked about a lot, are there a bunch of people that are today, they couldn't go to work today, they're crying at home because it turns out Donald Trump does cheat on his wife. He was lying when he said he hadn't had affairs. Are there a bunch of people like that? I don't know. Well, and if they can rack up a handful of campaign violation charges, um, I'm trying to think what else might be out there with the Cohen thing. Um, well, you know, who knows? Maybe he's uh, he and Cohen did business for a long time. Oh, yeah. And man, did Trump turn on him. So, yeah, but I'm just saying that there could be other hijinks from before he was in office that, you know, you're Elizabeth Warren and you're you're uh, Charles Schumer could cook up into something worth impeaching him. Over So politically speaking, it could become a big deal. Well, I heard NPR asking a Democratic senator today, NPR saying, aren't you in a rough situation if you end up trying to impeach a president over lying about sex? This is NPR asking a Democratic senator. Yeah. Um, Because wouldn't there be hypocrisy there? Because you're all making the argument with Clinton that lying about sex isn't a big enough deal to boot a president out of office. And the senator... uh, Rambled and rambled and didn't answer the question. And then the NPR host was interested enough to bring it back to that and said, okay, that's all interesting, but I'd really like to get back to the question I ask. Don't you think it's kind of tough for Democrats to make the argument that lying about sex is a big deal? And the guy still wouldn't answer it. So Mm. it would seem to me that even NPR sees some problem with that road to go down, trying to impeach a president over lying about sex again. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. Now, well, this other and, stuff. And remember, the uh, Republicans impeached Clinton over that, and it was a disaster for them. Right. But, uh, well, they didn't have the media on their side, so that would help. But um, the other stuff that you mentioned. Now, if Cohn has some different stuff on Russia and hacking and all that sort of stuff, different ballgame, completely different ballgame. Mm-hmm. If, he, if he's got some stuff like that that he's going to reveal. Right. That could be politically but explosive. J- just the campaign finance stuff? I, based on these two pieces of information? I don't know. I don't. I don't see how that goes. It turns into that big a deal. 
Meanwhile, the Manafort thing, the guy's a crook, and he got uh, busted. He got convicted of eight of the 18 counts, tax fraud, bank fraud, etc. cetera. Uh, none of it had anything to do with Trump. It was all long before he worked with Trump. <laughs> right, On the other hand, you know. Uh, yeah, oh, you know what the most interesting question you I You sure know a lot was, of crooks. Donald Trump. See, here's here's an interesting... Uh, Not no, hire. Oh, hire. Yeah, you sure hire a lot of crooks. The guy wears some really nice suits. He's an impressive-looking man. Anybody could make that mistake. So here's an interesting, morally ambivalent question. Uh, Manafort is, is four different kinds of crook. I mean, he's a crooked crook whoever crook. He's straight out of a movie. Yeah, he is. He really is. Um, and, and he also, he made his millions, many, many, many millions, lobbying for morally reprehensible dictators. So there's that. Whatever money spends the same. Here's your question. The Mueller, uh, what's it called? The fixed witch hunt? The uh, crazy witch hunt? The uh, 12 angry, 11 angry Democrats. Come on, everybody. Join in the witch hunt. Whatever Trump refers to it as. The fixed witch hunt. That's the word. The Mueller investigation, which is all about Russian messing with our election, etc., etc., snared Manafort for a bunch of completely unrelated charges. He's a bad guy. And, and you can't be unhappy that that happened, but why didn't the regular justice system get to this guy? He's wildly guilty of all sorts right. of stuff, and, 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 and apparently a lot of people knew it. We're going to talk to a, a smart former public prosecutor, current private defender, coming up about some of this stuff, because we, we aren't actually lawyers. Stay tuned to the Armstrong and Getty Show.